This is Patrick Hornquist of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. My guest right now is one of the best hockey players of all time, a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame, a six-time Stanley Cup champion as a player, including twice with the Penguins, and a member of the last team to win the Stanley Cup three times in a row. He is Brian Trottier. Uh, Trotz, you were on the New York Islanders team that actually won four times in a row from 80 through 83. That's got to be pretty tough to string them together like that. Well, Mark, first, I, I think you and Phil Bork always give me the best intros. Um, <laughs> you deserve that, it, pal. The four, the four cups in New York was uh, was very special for a whole bunch of reasons. But I think, uh, you know, Lady Luck kind of smiled on us a few times with Lucky Bounce. I think one was over Randy Carlisle's stick, and I think it was game five of the uh, five-game series we had. And then Mike Bullard hit the post in overtime. There's just, there's just good luck good fortune that has to happen you have to take advantage of it obviously and then you know referee calls for and against uh you know lr used to say our coach in new york would say the roof gave in we just got to concentrate and maintain our focus and you hear that with uh you know all the good coaches herb brooks said it to the 80s yeah came when they were in their 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 miracle run there in the uh, olympics and you know composure poise you know play our game all those things that you have to do and you saw yesterday, I mean, the Pens played their game. Um, you know, I think Murray really had a standout first period, made some key saves. And once they got their legs under him, boom, they get the first, second goal. I mean, that's important, too. You get that lead, and I'll tell you, the other team, you know, just have, they have to open up, and you can counter them all night long. It seems to be a part of that, that brand of hockey in today's today's game, and it's it's fun when we're ahead. It ain't fun when we're coming from behind, but it's fun when they come from behind, too. But this Philly series is going to be a, a fun matchup. Um, Philly plays hard against the Pens. You know, they play tough in their building, and um, they're capable of getting, you know, the big plays. And uh, you saw it early in last night's match. But uh, the power play is going to be significant. All those special teams are going to be significant. And your best players have to show up. The foot, sh- foot soldiers have to do their job. Um, it's fun talking about the Penguins, you know, after a win. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of guys played well yesterday. Well, you mentioned the top players, and Sidney Crosby certainly played well. A goal and three assists yesterday. Uh, he has a lot of special games, but yesterday in the playoffs, a really important game. That was a special effort even for him, wasn't it? Well, the very, very best players, whether it's Sydney right now in the league and, you know, Mario of his era and Yager, they show up for those those big games. And, yeah, they're going to have a tough game here and there. They might get shut down here and there. But they always find a way to, to rebound or, or, or pull through or come up with a big play and inspire the team, you know, inspire their team and, uh, you know, kind of turns the tide the other way. And um, great players have that ability. Uh, Sydney's a unique kid. I mean, he's just a very special talent. But beyond that, he's got uh, just a wonderful gift to be able to, like, maintain his composure, not get rattled. Um, you like the emotion he shows some games. You know, you, you enjoy that. Um, and I think that fires him up, fires his team up, you know, and I think that's important, too. But but through it, he has a he has a unique gift to be able to maintain his poise, and it shines. I mean, that's why he's wearing the C, and you, you know he's got some great help on that team as well. You know, there's great players surrounding him, and you know they all have an ability to kind of blend, and there's a chemistry, and it's it's fun to watch when all the cylinders are gone. You played with some very special goalies, uh, cup winners like Billy Smith in New York and Tom Barrasso in Pittsburgh. What do you see in Matt Murray trots? Uh, he's nine and one now. In games after losses, and boy, that's a heck of a record. 
yeah, it reflects well on him. He's uh, he's a wonderful young man. I have the forge, good fortune of just you know walking up, meet him in the locker room, and chit chat with him. And that's when kind of an alumni benefit, I guess, a string, um, one of those uh, string benefits. But I really. It's fun to meet these kids and get a chance to just meet them and how respectful they are to the game and how much they enjoy being in the NHL, and he's one of them. And uh, when you meet him and you see how low-key he is, how humble he is, and yet how intense and how focused he is on on the ice, it's really a wonderful um, side of these players that, you know, you, you see when you see him play, you go, oh, I wonder what kind of kid he is. When then you meet him in person, you say, wow, he's even a nicer kid in person. And you pull for him because of that. It's, you know, we're such flurry fans, um, and we still are to a degree. But it's really kind of tough when a young kid comes in and, you know, is sharing that role with flurry, and all of a sudden, you know, he is the guy that's holding, and he comes up big. And I'll tell you, it's tough, tough to, to say goodbye to a guy like flurry, but it's also wonderful when he's, you, you know, uh, replaced, so to speak, by a young talent like Murray, who's so capable and, and has shown his poise and composure and focus. And that's, I remember Billy Smith saying the same thing and Tommy Barrasso saying, you know, it's like it's, it's 90% mental that, that goalie position. And if you come in focused and ready and, and primed and don't let the, the goals affect you and just make the saves you have to make and make a big save when you have to make the big save, you know, they, they come in with that focus and that mentality and that attitude. And you see a young kid like, like Murray come in and just, he, he's a wonderful kid to watch. Trot, you mentioned special teams before, and let's look at the power play specifically. Penguins were three for seven yesterday. How important is the power play in the playoffs? I've often felt you not only need goals on the power play, but you need to generate that pressure just to keep the other team from taking too many liberties and maybe whacking and playing more physical than you'd like. Well, you said it perfectly right there. I mean, if the other team wants to get, you know, just take you know, just overly physical and start taking liberties, especially on your on your key players. And you can sting them on the power play. They can't do that anymore. Um, and rightfully so, you can change the whole momentum of, of, of a game on the, with the power play. You can maybe on your heels a little bit, all of a sudden you get a power play. Now you're attacking again. And, and you, you, you um, I think, gain a little fire from that. You gain a little momentum. And the next line comes out, and they, they're, they're firing again. But you look at the Penguins game overall. they got four lines. They just attack, 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 speed, speed, pressure, pressure. And, uh, you know, it's not about banging, banging. It's about pressure, pressure. And if they, they can, they can finish. They can bump you and, you know, get in your grill a little bit. That's fine. But, but it's that pressure and that speed that's, uh, you know, all the lines are capable of doing. You see, whether it's the, the first unit on the power play, the second unit on the power play, you have guys itching to be on that power play. They come in and, and they find a way to contribute. It's really kind of a fun blend of talent that they've got here on this Penguins team. Trotz, now you're involved with the Penguins Alumni Association. You do have a fly fishing event going on. That's September 6th and 7th at Spruce Creek, uh, Pennsylvania. We tweeted the information out earlier. Uh, it's benefit breast cancer research. Trotz, you never struck me as an angler, but then again, Western Canada kid, I'm sure you got out there with your rod and reel, right? You know, this is going to be a fun event for our alumni group. Uh, we really enjoy uh, being around, telling stories, and sharing stories. So for those who really enjoy fishing, 
Uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun event for you to stand around, listen to all the alumni, kind of talk about maybe some fishing experience, but the hockey stories are the fun stuff. But uh, I was not a fisherman, but when I get out there and I fish, I really enjoy it. I took my oldest son out to the Madison River, and we were fly fishing out there when he graduated uh, college. And uh, I have not had the opportunity to fly fish out here in Pennsylvania, but we've We've had done a lot of fishing throughout the parks here in Pennsylvania with my son growing up. He's now 16, and he loves fishing. And I'm just not a – I don't wake up in the morning and say, I want to go fishing. But when, once I get out there, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy a little angling, so to speak, and teasing the fish. But uh, to catch something is even more exciting. So this should be a fun event. I'm really hoping that uh, that it does well. Where It gets me out into the uh, – into the community and we're raising funds for a great cause breast cancer research and obviously the nicole malosh memorial fund that in mcgee's women but we really appreciate the help mcgee's women does here uh supporting this event and the alumni get really excited so uh we've already got our uh, pj dick is going to be the dinner sponsor we're looking forward to you know getting more sponsorships involved and raising some great money for a great cause. But, no, the, the alumni is very energetic. Tyler Kennedy is our president. He's spearheading it. I'm, I'm the chair of the event. And we've got Kim Claxon, kind of strong-arming guys to come on board. But it's great. It's fun, isn't it? I mean, that's what oh, the alumni Oh, it's a great idea, Trotz. Getting, getting in the community and having fun with everybody. And Nicole Malosh, of course, the late wife of the Penguins, longtime goaltending coach and, and former goaltender, Jill Malosh, and, uh, and certainly serving her memory is a noble cause. Uh, Trotz, I want to get back to you guys winning the uh, the four straight cups back in 80 through 83. In the third and fourth year, did you guys ever start to drag physically, drag mentally? I mean, you guys won 19 straight playoff series at one point. What did you guys do to keep recharging yourselves? Well, there was um, there was a pride factor. I think that was the biggest thing. And there was the, the challenge. I think Al Arbor always found a way to challenge us. I think there was um, a unique blend again that uh, of talent. There was a, hall, a bunch of Hall of Fame core group of players. I think that helps. Um, there was just a really kind of a, uh, a neat, uh, I don't know, part of his be a part of his that history. Um, and everybody kind of grabbed a hold of the rope, and we kind of have a, a belief factor. Uh, we actually found a way to not so much blow our load through the regular season. It was a, it was kind of like find that cruise control and, and play well, play with, uh, I think, consistency, uh, find a way to, to, to ramp it up come the first round of the playoffs, the second round, third round, fourth round, and, and know that it's a, a marathon at times and you do have to sprint at times. And uh, I think experience teaches you that. And you look at this Penguins team, if you want to compare and uh, whatever contrast, but I think this team has some great experience. They've got some veteran leadership. Obviously, they got some Hall of Fame core players and just a group of hungry, gritty, speedy little hockey players that all want to grab a hold of that rope. Um, you look at coaching, you look at, you know, there's a lot of parallels, great goaltending, and those parallels are are. are are kind of the consistent thing. And Scotty Bowman told us we were, we were going for our second cup here. You know, you look and, and every year you want to be able to like uh, reflect. And he said, you know what we were able to do? We were able to stay healthy and, and through playoffs, even when you had a little injury, guys come in on board and they, they find a way to contribute. So staying healthy is going to be a factor too for every team, not just our team here in Pittsburgh, but every team to be able to like stay healthy through that grind of four series, uh, 20-plus-some games probably and uh, find a way for everybody to 
but want to contribute and then contribute. Now, you alluded earlier, the Islanders' closest call, perhaps, in that uh, four consecutive Stanley Cups run was 1982. You were going for three in a row, and you played Pittsburgh in the first round. It was best of five, and the Penguins were ahead 3-1 to one with six minutes left in game five. But McEwen scored, Tonelli scored, Tonelli scored in overtime, and that was that. But, boy, you guys were really sweating it for a time, weren't you? We did because we had him down. We throttled him the first two games here in Pittsburgh, in uh, New York. Then we came back here to Pittsburgh. They win an overtime game. I think Rick Keogh scored a fantastic hard angle shot that kind of caught Billy by surprise. And bingo, they come back, win the next game handily, and boom, now we're on our heels a little bit. They come in with that momentum into New York. They jump off to a 3-1 lead, and we get a power play goal. Um, Mike McTunin scores a power play goal. And there was a goalie change, I think, just to give our power play a little bit of rest, if my memory serves me well. And then, uh, boom, the lucky bounce over Randy Carlisle's stick to Tonelli. He takes advantage, boom, catches the far corner. Uh, lucky break, Mike Bullard hits the post. We come back, and I think it's like not even a minute later, and Tonelli scores on a real mad <laughs> um, goal-mouth scramble. And, I mean, we're off to the next round, and we took nothing for granted after that. And I think that was... Uh, not a big wake-up call, but anything can happen sort of uh, uh, message to us that, you know, we got to be prepared for anything and at the same time take advantage of good opportunities when they happen. And uh, so, no, that, that Pittsburgh team in 82, that was uh, Eddie Johnson, well-coached team. They were a scrappy group. Um, I can remember almost all the whole, every line was uh, was pestering. They had Andre St. Laurent. They had... Um, a speedy centerman down the middle, George Ferguson. They had uh, Patty Boutet. Everybody, every line seemed to have a catalyst. And, uh, you know, they, they they found a way to make life miserable in that third run to the cup. And when you overcome something like that, you learn from it, and then you just kind of carry it on to the next series, the next round. And it's all part of your experience. You kind of put that in your back pocket and your, and your belt and say, you know what, I'm going to use that somewhere down the road. And uh, we did. And it, it kind of was a, I don't know, just a, a wonderful kind of bump in the road that we 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 avoided that kind of said that you know what that could have that could have you know changed our our history and uh that run of four trots great stuff we really appreciate you taking the time you're going to join us next round uh assuming the penguins get past the flyers and we'll keep the people up there up out there updated as well on your fly fishing event uh thank you very much for taking the time and we'll talk soon great stuff mark thanks a million talk to you soon Bye-bye. that is uh one of the greatest hockey players ever brian trottier like i've often said if my two centers are Mario and Trotz, you can have whoever. Gretzky and Messier, whoever you want, will beat your brains in. Uh, by the way, this event, which is September 6th and 7th at Spruce Creek, PA, the Home Waters Club, Spruce Creek is a nationally renowned fly fishing venue. Troy Pulamalu goes there. That's kind of a vision. Troy and the hip waders with the fly fishing rod. I'd, I'd kind of like to see that. And uh, U.S. presidents have gone there as well. Dwight D. Eisenhower and and Jimmy Carter. Get on my Twitter. I'm tweeting stuff out about that. But right now we want to talk hockey. How great is that to have Trotz on? Six-time Stanley Cup champ as a player, once as a coach. And I'll tell you, I've been with him when he tells stories. His stories are great. Not all fit for publication, but they're they're just wonderful stories. I'm Mark Madden. we got Phil Bork next hour. And I'm going to give you my final word on James Harrison retiring at the top of the next hour. 
You're listening to 105.9 The X.